find something that excites you and go for it. It doesn't mean that it's going to work out perfectly, but while you're exploring it, it really is going to lift you and you are also going to be led to something else. That is your path that is right for you. Hello, 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 and welcome to episode 13 of Mind Blowing Decisions. Susan Myers here, and as always, it's an absolute delight to be sharing my life, really, and my tips and what's been happening to me with you. So I hope you've enjoyed the episode so far. Thank you so much for all of your feedback. Honestly, it means so much to me, and particularly where you felt able to share some of the episodes or all of the episodes with people you know that may be struggling at the moment. So I thought this week I would just start off by a quick recap of what the week's been like for me because like most weeks I've had some really good things happening and then some really crazy things happening and for some reason I don't know what it is but for two evenings oh my goodness I just felt really weepy. I just thought I wanted to cry and I couldn't make out why that was. I, I just thought, what has changed? And that was making me worse, just trying to analyse it and work out what it was. And I think I kind of got to the bottom of it. I'm doing a coaching for coaches course, and I'm really enjoying that. But part of it is that you really have to look at yourself, obviously, and your own limiting beliefs. Because um, when you're coaching clients like I do, it's really important that you can listen to what people are saying and have some understanding of that and really think about what perceptions do you have that might affect the way you coach people. Also, I am an internal student. So you may have heard me say before, I absolutely hated school. I don't want to say that too loud because of the grandchildren, but I hated school. But since leaving school, I've actually really loved learning and more so in the probably the last 10 years. So I always think when you are coaching others, it's really important to keep learning yourself. So I throw myself into this wholeheartedly. So I'm doing this coaching mastermind with Carly, our daughter, and also Michelle Hillier, who's in the United States. So they're taking myself and a number of coaches through this course. Um, and I'm loving it. But as I say, part of it is that I really needed to do these exercises and look at my own limiting beliefs and you have to write them down. So I always think I'm going to throw myself into anything I do. So I thought, right, you know, be open minded, just put all of my limiting beliefs down. And when I wrote them down, I thought, do I really honestly believe that? It's like, that's crazy. Why would that thought come into my head? And uh, and I think that's probably what took me out of the game for a couple of evenings. Now, don't get me wrong, I don't think it's a bad thing. And I know lots of people that do NLP coaching. That every coach and every therapist has to go through their own form of therapy and coaching before they can become a coach. Um, and that's what makes them so good at it. But it is a painful experience at times, and especially you know, when you continue to do that. So yeah, I think I tracked it down to that. And when I saw it on paper, I thought this is mind-blowingly ridiculous what my limiting beliefs are. And they usually start with, you know, I can't or I don't. And uh, and that's why the affirmations are so important that I do, that I kind of get a balance to that. So for every limiting belief I had, I wrote 
the opposite to that. So, you know, I can't became I can or I do and uh, or I have. So I hope this is making sense to you. But there's always a reason why you are feeling the way you are. And uh, it was really good for me to find out why that was. And now I'm fine. So it's Sunday late afternoon that I'm recording this. And like I say, I try to record them at any time between Friday and Sunday. I just wasn't in the right headspace to do that. And uh, now I feel okay, really back to balance. So yeah, so that was part of my week. Also, we've had the Easter break and that was interesting because my life has changed so much since I was in the day job, which was my full time career. And now I work from home and, you know, I've got my coaching clients and I do speaking events as well. Oh, I've got some more news to tell you about that later on. So um, my day is not as structured as it used to be. And my husband, Lester, his day was pretty much like mine. But now our son, Danny, and his business partner, Kevin, are building the ice rink. So they're building the ice rink. They're creating a ice facility, ice training facility in the UK. It's all hands on deck. So Lester's been working there. So he's actually been working six days a week. And we've had the Easter break. And normally, normally, what is normal? But normally, we would have four days off together. And it will kind of follow this pattern. I'm sure you're exactly the same. You've probably got a tradition for Easter. And it's not like that this year. I mean, first of all, we've got lockdown. That's affecting all of us. And of course, Leicester's working. Because whilst it would be good to have the Easter off, the reality is they're up against a, a deadline. So they really need to make sure that, you know, they're meeting all of these different deadlines. So regardless of what day it is, they have to get all of the work done. So... In a way, I was feeling like I was missing out. But then I know once it's built, then life will go back to normal, <laughs> normal, um, whatever that is afterwards. So I am just holding on to that, that that's all good. This is for now. This too will pass. You know, it's not bad, but it does mean that we've not had the normal Easter that we would have done. And also, I'm so looking forward to having those Easter's where the whole family get together and uh, I'm sure that you're exactly the same. So if you are feeling not your normal self or not feeling great this week, it could well be to do with the fact that you probably have a traditional Easter and it's not like that this year. You've not been able to have that. So it might be worth just don't overanalyze it, but just rationalize it really and think, oh, this is why I am probably feeling like this. Because like I always say, um, and you may have heard me say, I honestly believe that we respond in a normal way to an abnormal situation. So it's perfectly normal to feel out of sorts, off balance when things are not as they normally are. So that's my week. I'm reading a, well, some inspiring books, which I always do. But also I like to balance it with a little, uh, usually a little tea room book. Oh, I love those. I don't know about you. I don't know if it's because in my career I was involved with, you know, situations that were not nice. So now I just love reading a book that I know is going to have a happy ending. And actually, whatever happens that's not good, it's never that bad. So that keeps me going. So this time I'm reading this book about this little uh, patisserie in Paris. <laughs> it's a bit of a love story as well. Um, but it just 
made me think, oh God, I just want to keep baking. So I'm baking loads of things at the moment. Now, luckily, where Lester's working, all the guys at the ice rink that are putting together everything that's needed to be done there, they love cakes and they've got a really sweet tooth. So I doesn't it means that I don't have to eat everything that I make. We keep some for ourselves, but it does mean that I can make them and then send them in with Lester. So I'm in credit at the moment. Everybody's loving that. And also I'm really enjoying doing the baking. So that definitely feels a need in me. So coming back to this coaching mastermind, another part of this was to list the people that inspire you. So who have you got in your life or that you've had in your life that, you know, that they're your cheerleaders and people that you've benefited from. And then you had to write down why you benefited from them, how you benefited. And that was a really good exercise as well, because they're not necessarily people that you would always say are your best friends. They could have been your really good teachers, you know, teachers as in life teachers. They've taught you a lesson. And then I heard as well I've heard this before that people come into your life for a reason a season or a lifetime and that made sense because we do lose touch with people and not intentionally life just moves on doesn't it but I look back and I think god they really made a great impact on my life but I don't see them anymore and they were obviously came into my life for a reason or for a season and then I've got people in my life that are just part of my life going forward. So that was the positive side. And then the other list you had to make were people that drain you. Honestly, I was so pleased that I struggled to find people that really drain me and have a negative effect on me. And the list was very, very short. There was a few people that when I'm in a conversation with them, because of how they are and how they see life, they do just have an effect on other people. And if you're not careful, you can take that on board. Um, there's not many people like that. And they're not bad people. They just, at the moment, are really struggling with their energy. And again, I've spoken about this before where I've said, you know, just think about the impact that you have on other people. Like I said, there was no way I could have recorded this podcast when I was not in a good place myself this week. So I wouldn't have dreamt of doing that because definitely it would have come across and that wouldn't have been any good for any of you. And uh, I, I'm always mindful as well when I'm doing my coaching and I'm working with my clients that I'm in a good place for them. Because I do believe that you know when you're working with somebody, you have to give them your best um, and they deserve that as well. So I'm always mindful of my energy and how that's coming across to other people. Like I said, I love to keep on learning and uh, you know I'm an Oprah fan, and especially Super Soul Sunday. So she does um, Super Soul Sunday conversations and interviews. And there was an interview this week that I listened to with a lady called Caroline Mass, and she was talking about in, uh, intuition. This was a really interesting one. So one of the questions was, what is your spirit? Because we always talk about our spirit, but Oprah asked, what is your spirit? And Caroline answered, it's the part of you that is seeking meaning and purpose. And it's the part of you that is drawn to hope. So the part of you that is seeking meaning and purpose and the part of you that is drawn to hope. And if you have heard my 60 seconds lift, so if you're on Instagram or Facebook, you might have heard me, seen me 
do Susan's 60 second lift where I just share a tip really for that day and I always say it's to lift your mood and to lift your spirit but it wasn't until I heard this interview that I thought well what is your spirit how would you describe that and I was thinking okay so this week how I've what have I done that gives evidence of meaning and purpose and I thought well I've worked with my clients and in fact I've been really busy this week and uh, I've had all of my appointments have been taken this week uh, which is great but it's been really full on and I've definitely like I say always want to give value and make sure that I'm present for the person that I'm coaching so that was some meaning and purpose sharing this podcast as well so that gives me a sense of purpose is that I've got these things that I've learned and I'm sharing them with you. And that's that has really given me a sense of purpose. So if you have all these tips, and it could be about cooking, it could be about cleaning, it could be about business, it could be about being an entrepreneur, about mental health, whatever it is, if you're sharing that with someone else, then that will definitely be giving you a sense of purpose. Oh, and then I've got the Victoria sponge cakes. So that comes back to the building. So like I said, I've been baking all of these cakes and for some reason, I must have done it two Mondays running. So on a Sunday, I usually bake a couple of Victoria sponge cakes and they go, Lester takes them in on a Monday. But now I've realised it's become a tradition and word has spread. <laughs> there are contractors that are turning up now and being told, wait till Monday <laughs> when the Victoria sponge cakes come. Now that sounds all good. But it does mean that I've kind of made a rod for my own back now. So I have to bake these Victoria sponge cakes and send them in. So that has definitely given me a sense of purpose, even though some Sundays I'm thinking, wow, <laughs> have I got time to do this? But I do like it. And when I go to the site and the guys really thank me for that, I have to be honest with you. I do feel, oh, I'm really pleased I did that. I'm so pleased that they liked it. And uh, they're doing a great job. But blooming neck, it is so hard. I think Lester's so exhausted for this. But it gives them a sense of purpose. And I thought, oh, it's a really nice thing to do. And the other part of spirit is the part where you're drawn to hope. So the hope is definitely that we will come out of lockdown, like all the other countries, really, really soon. And we're close to that now. And also that we'll be having family meals together. I don't know what made me do this. I bought some lamb, some roast lamb for um, today's dinner. And there's only two of us. And I, I realised that I bought enough for eight or nine because I'm used to having a family dinner at Easter. So that completely blew me away. So I've got to think of some things to do with some leftovers. The next bit was, oh, about the ice rink. Honestly, we're so excited as a family about this ice training facility. And they have been releasing all of different, the different things that are happening. So we've got ice hockey, but we've also got figure skating as well. So most days there's a release of all of these facilities that are going to be there. And most of them, well, a lot of them haven't been in the UK before. So everybody's really excited about that. So the, the ice rink is called the Ozone. If you want to follow them, definitely check them out. Definitely if you're interested in figure skating, any kind of ice sports, then they have it at the Ozone. So that's uh, that's exciting. And then the other bit, this is what I was going to tell you about, is I have decided, I thought about this ages ago, and it's something I've always wanted to do, that I want to be a speaker on cruise ships. So years ago, Lester and I were on a cruise 
and we were doing a transatlantic cruise. It was actually on the Britannia and it was the first transatlantic crossing. So they just launched this ship. I think that's what they call it. And it was the first time it was going from Southampton to the Caribbean. So obviously going out there for the winter. And we got on at Southampton and we were at sea. I think it was about seven days. That was a long time, by the way. But there was a lady that was on the ship with her husband and she gave a talk every day about your colours. So 10 o'clock every day, I used to go to the theatre. Lester didn't come with me. And I used to learn about the colours and what suits you and different styles. And I was the only one that was sitting there with a notebook. You won't be surprised. But I loved it. It was so good. And then in the evening, we would see, her name was Leanne. I used to say, I can't wear this because Leanne said, I need to wear it a different way. And my colours, I had to change my colours as well. But um, this lady, Leanne, and her husband were on the ship. And then in the evening, you'd see them um, in the bar or, you know, there was some really nice places on the ship. And they were just really enjoying themselves. And they used to get off at the ports. And we both said, well, that's a really nice life. We would love to do that. So I thought, yeah, that's definitely what I can do now. So I have a talk that I give about my previous career. People always find that incredibly interesting. Obviously, I have to be careful of confidentiality, but I've got some really entertaining things I can talk about in there. So talking about being at Broadmoor Hospital, talking about being in the prisons and just sharing some information and lots of it, you know, well, all of it's in the public domain anyway, but just I've got this talk that I do. And then somebody said to me, you know, they'd love to hear that on the ship. So that's what I'm doing. So I put it out there now. I've contacted lots of people and there's a lot of interest. So that's our intention. Nestor and I will be on the ships flying out to meet the ship at some port. I don't know what ship it will be yet, but I'm just visualising this happening. So that's my hope. That's the meaning for me is, is just having this hope that I look forward to. And just another side, I'm definitely looking forward to the 12th of April because that's when I can have my hair cut, my hair coloured. So just think about what is it that is giving you hope or can give you hope at the moment. So the last thing I heard with this lady on Oprah, so Caroline on Oprah, was she was talking about when we're confused. So, you know, it's like, well, what should I be doing? Oh, I don't want to be doing that. And we just get really, really confused about, well, what is my purpose? How do I find out what my purpose is? And she was saying that people suffer when they chase a dream that doesn't belong to them. Have you ever done that? I mean, I definitely have and hadn't realised I was doing it. And that's definitely when you're on the wrong path. So we suffer when we chase a dream that's not ours. And they gave an example of American Idol and all these reality TV shows. You know, when somebody, especially young people, they go for this competition to be something or to have a, a different life. And that life doesn't belong to them. It wasn't meant for them. And you just get all this awkwardness and all your emotions are all over the place and it's not comfortable. And, and that could be why when people win the lottery, they win millions and millions and millions of pounds. It doesn't bring them happiness. It's because that life wasn't for them. So then the question is, and it was asked, so how do you know when you're on the right path for you? So how do you know that you've got the right purpose? And what Caroline was saying was, you know, when you're on the right path, when you're not put in a position to portray yourself. And I thought about that for a while and I can understand what that means. 
So you know when there's that awkwardness and you think, okay, I know, you know, I'm doing this or it's what everybody wants me to do and I'm doing this, but it just doesn't feel right to you. It's probably why this was entitled intuition. You just have that intuition that this is not for me. And when she talks about you're not put in a position where you feel you are portraying yourself, it's about what you really believe in, what you want to do, what you feel is right and where your expertise lies because you do have that. We all have that. Most of us don't think we do until we kind of discover it and we think, wow, I'm actually really good at that. But you would never say that to yourself unless you've done some personal development, which goes back to the being the student really and really being honest with yourself about what you think, how you feel, did you really like school or you didn't and what do you love doing? So you may be in a career now or in a job or in a relationship. Please don't get me wrong. I'm not telling anybody to walk away from anything really dramatic. But just think about if you're not on the right path, you're probably leading a life that wasn't meant to be the life for you. That's a possibility. But also, if you're not on the right path, then you're probably doing something that just feels really, really awkward. So you're on the right path when you put yourself in a position where you're not portraying yourself. So you feel really good about this. And I can honestly say there's parts of my life now, in fact, most parts of my life now, that I feel so comfortable in. And admittedly, it's taken me to my 60s to feel like that. Going on the ship and talking about you know my career in, in the way that I'm allowed to talk about it, that feels really, really comfortable. Being able to live that retirement life with Lester and I traveling around, meeting people, because every time we get on the ship, we're going to be meeting new people. I mean, I just, that just feels so good to me. It feels really comfortable. And yes, of course, there's that element of, oh my goodness, I've got to stand up in front of people. But you know what? I'm not going to let that stop me having the retirement life that is just going to be fab for us. And our life is good. It's We really, really do enjoy it. And when I reflect on my week last week and those days where those couple of evenings where I felt really weepy, that is normal. Why we ever think that that shouldn't happen to us, I don't know. Once I got over that and realised that, of course, that will happen to me. It happens to everybody. So I'm no different in that way, but I'm not disadvantaged either in that way. I'm not being picked out for the person that's going to have these times where I feel as flat as a pancake and just want to cry. So once I accepted that, of course, all of those things are going to happen to me, I felt more comfortable with it. It did take me a while, but I just knew I could move that, I could change it and it wasn't going to last forever. There's definitely some comfort in knowing that that it's not going to last forever and you can change that mood. So then I was thinking about the ships and I started to contact people that I knew and they were saying oh yeah we're really interested in this let's talk some more my mood changed really quickly then and coming back to that when you have that hope that's what changed it it was like wow this is going to be good I'm really interested to explore this now I don't know how it's going to end up but whilst I'm thinking about it I'm moving forward so I don't feel stuck now I've lifted my energy I feel able to do the the podcast and uh, I hope you've uh, got something from what I've shared with you today so I hope you found that entertaining (laughs) if nothing else Um, and if you 
think it will help other people if you have somebody that you know that really needs to understand and, and feel reassured that what they're going through at the moment doesn't need to be their life going forward and that they are perfectly normal. We are all perfectly normal. We just have human emotions that are impacted by situations and by life. And like I always say, there are times when we need professional help and we can reach out, thank goodness, and get professional help at that time. But also there's other things that can lift us. So just find something that excites you and go for it. It doesn't mean that it's going to work out perfectly, but while you're exploring it, it really is going to lift you and you are also going to be led to something else. That is your path. That is right for you. So have a marvellous week, everyone. If you've enjoyed this, well, I would love it if you felt able to go over to Apple iTunes and leave me a five-star review. I love to hear your feedback. Thank you so much for that. Really, really enjoying that. Um, I'm also on Instagram at Susan Myers Lifestyle and on Facebook uh, as Susan Myers. So please feel free to send me a message. Thank you to everybody who's done that so far. Have a marvellous week and I look forward to catching up with you all next week. Bye.